episode 9. And the winner is... It all started back in 1999 when I booked a night for a Jesus Presley show at Key Largo. It was a Portland bar in Old Town, and it was owned by Tony DiMicoli. It had opened sometime in the 70s. He had a firm but fair way of doing things. He was a good club owner. I liked him, he liked me, and he liked the band. I was thinking about doing something special for the gig. I came up with this beauty pageant idea. Well, not just a beauty pageant, but something that had a little more tongue-in-cheek to it. The Miss KOA beauty pageant. I decided to drop the beauty part and just call it the Miss KOA pageant. After all, beauty was just way too superficial for what I had in mind. I called six girls I knew, and they all agreed to be in the pageant. We had a meeting, went over the pageant. I wrote a bio for each of them. It included where they were from, what they did for a living, general information, their likes, hobbies, and so on. I got most of the format for the questions from the Playboy Centerfold bio. We came up with stage names for each one of them, and they all discussed outfits, and it was on. I remember dropping off posters for the show at the club, and the bartender asked if this was a real thing. I said, hell yes, it says so right there on the poster. We plastered telephone poles in town with the posters because that's what you did as a band back then. I loaded the information on the band's website, posted it on MySpace and online everywhere else. I sent out press releases to the newspapers in Portland, Salem, and even Seattle and all the music publications in town. I got some great response about the show. The evening of the pageant, the band loaded in around 7 at the club. We did a sound check, and the show would start around 9. The pageant would begin a little after 10. I think the band started about 9.05, 9.10. As we were playing our first set, I saw the girls arriving. At the beginning of the show, I hyped the pageant and said we were all excited about the contestants, and that they had flown in from all over the country. We finished our first set, took a break. I chatted with the girls. When we got back on stage, started the pageant. It went great. The girls were awesome, and the winner received a trophy and a basket full of canned meat products. About five weeks after the pageant, I received an email from a law firm that represented KOA. It was a cease and desist order. I told the band I sent out another press release and about the email, and that was the end of me producing pageants, I thought. I kept thinking about how much fun everyone had during the pageant. I decided if I couldn't do the Miss KOA pageant, how about doing something else? That's when I came up with the Miss White Trash pageant. I'd get real contestants and have at it. I didn't really have a lot of experience about getting sponsorship, but I knew if I wanted to make it a big deal, I would need to come up with some money and to give away some awesome prizes. I contacted a person I had met at an industry party, Josh. He worked at a local radio station doing promotions, ran La Caja Follies, and that was on a national level. He agreed to meet with me. and Well, Josh explained to me about sponsorships, how to approach companies, small businesses, and what they would expect in return for their sponsorship. The 2005 pageant, 
was the most well-funded and ended up being the biggest so far. I signed Budweiser, Camel, a vodka company, local music magazine, a radio station, and about 20 other small businesses. The winner had always gotten a trophy and, of course, some prizes. However, with all the sponsors for the 2005 pageant, I wanted to wrap it up and include beauty supplies, meat products, gift certificates for service, and most of all, a vehicle. I saw it on TV, and every time somebody won a vehicle, they just went crazy. I started looking for a late 60s, early 70s pickup with a camper. I found the perfect truck. I contacted the owner, went to check it out, told him what it was for, and he couldn't stop laughing. I purchased the truck and gave him four tickets to the pageant. I had also arranged studio time at Kung Fu Bakery and with my engineer Dave Freelander to record a session for the winner as well. Just think, a free recording session for the winner. I went in and we tracked a version of Born to be Wild months before the pageant, so that way the winner could come in and do vocals on that after the pageant. I also contacted a car painter and he agreed to paint flames on the truck and the camper for me as part of his sponsorship. I drove the truck up to his paint shop in Vancouver, Washington, and he did his magic. I remember watching him, thinking, this was the best idea I've ever come up with. I drove it home. I had these two decals, and I put them on both doors, and they had a large-mouthed bass, and the saying underneath was, kiss my bass. I put some more stickers on it, loaded the back with some firewood, and it was good to go. I found a person in Ohio that made t-shirt cannons. They're used mostly for shooting t-shirts at sporting events. I called him and asked if he'd ever made a cannon that shot hot dogs. He laughed and said no, and I asked, could you? He said he would love to. So I added that to the pageant. Before the pageant started, I would hand out hot dog buns, and then I would shoot hot dogs into the crowd and watch people try to catch flying wieners as the band played some sort of crazy background music. That year, I also hired an assistant to help with promotions. She made sure the posters got put up and handed out handbills to all the sponsors, and she picked up tickets and gift coupons and She took care of printing out the press release forms that I would need for the contestants. At the show, she helped signing them in and getting the press releases forms signed. And that way I could use their images for whatever I wanted for as long as I wanted. The 2005 winner was a girl named Amber Lee. She was a hairdresser from Kalama, Washington. After she won... She went on to be on the Style Network show called Split Ends. She judged a hot dog eating contest at Coney Island. She and her family appeared on Family Feud. She was on Jerry Springer. And her recording of Born to be Wild was, let's just say, unlike anything I've ever heard. I think Dave, my engineer, fell in love with her as she stood in the recording booth, drinking Jack Daniels belting out the lyrics of the song while standing there in her bra and Levi's. She told us that she got hot and needed to take off her top.
Well, she was a winner after all. In 2009, I was contacted by some producers in L.A. about turning the pageant into a reality TV show. I put together a demo reel of some pageant highlights I had, sent it to them. We had a couple of conference calls. and Every time I got off the phone, I just couldn't believe the conversation we had. Needless to say, it never happened. I did nine more pageants after the first one. They changed my life. They changed the lives of the contestants, the lives of the winners, and the people who attended the pageants. And most of all, it really did show people what a pageant should be. So remember, be a good human, do the best you can, and thanks for listening. She drove an F-250 Worked down at the canvas thrifty And on the weekend she partied till dawn Man, she had it going on Golden hair like Farrah Fawcett Nothing but tube tops in her closet She used to be a famous skater But that was then and this is later time I smell malt liquor, I think about her. My mind drifts, my heart beats quicker, I think about her. She was my white trash beauty queen, white trash beauty queen. And getting baked Barefooting in her daisy dukes I'd hold her hair While she puked Now she was wild And we were crazy She used to call me sugar baby It got so hot One summer night We fell in love And it felt so right time I smell malt liquor, I think about My mind drifts, my heart beats quicker, I think about her. She was my white trash beauty queen, white trash beauty queen, the girl of my dreams, white trash beauty queen. Thank you.